welcome to VGK Today, presented by MGM Rewards, a daily podcast bringing you an inside look at the Vegas Golden Knights 2023 Stanley Cup playoff run. I'm Justin Russo with the Golden Knights on Thursday, May 18th, and the VGK are making their final preparations for the beginning of the Western Conference Final tomorrow at T-Mobile Arena at 5.30 Pacific time. Now, Vegas has yet to beat Dallas this season, but there's no better time than the present, and we'll see if the Golden Knights can turn things around with a trip to the Stanley Cup Final on the line. Now, before we get into things today, a few reminders for you if you do plan on coming down to Game 1 tomorrow night. First, note that earlier start time. It is a 5.30 puck drop instead of the typical 7 o'clock puck drop, so take that into consideration as you're getting down to the arena. And speaking of getting to the arena, be sure to plan out your route and arrive early to T-Mobile Arena if you can, because Frank Sinatra Drive is still down to one lane in both directions, and there will be delays, especially given the earlier start time as rush hour traffic will make things even more congested. So again, try to come early if you can. Toshiba Plaza will be open at 1 p.m., so if you do come early, you're going to have some fun stuff to do. And on your way, be sure to use traffic apps like Waze for the best chance at avoiding any delays and getting you to your parking spot as easily as possible. And again, if you do come down, be sure to wear your gold to the game. We had Stephanie Rogers, the VP of Marketing, on yesterday's VGK Today, and she told us about how we want the Fortress to be a sea of gold. So get all the gold gear that you can. She said, make it the shiniest, the most sparkly, whatever you've got. Get that gold gear, bring it into the Fortress, and let's make it an even more intimidating road environment for the Dallas Stars as they come in for the Western Conference Final. Okay, without out of the way, all the things you need to know if you're going to come down to the arena tomorrow, let's get to what we got on today's show. And on today's show, we have Gary Lawless, who is usually good at giving us that player's perspective as our VGK insider, but today went a little bit of a different direction, and he spoke to Riley Smith's father, Lester, about what it's like for him as a parent watching his son play in the Stanley Cup playoffs. We're at Golden Knights practice two days prior to the start of the Western Conference Final, and we're joined by Riley Smith's dad, Lester. Lester, of the fourth time the Golden Knights have been this far, and you've watched the team as much as anybody else, I'm guess. How exciting is it for you and your family? It's, it's great. You know, I'm glad they made it all the way back here. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a long road, and, you know, to end up first in our division was fantastic. And to beat Edmonton especially was in sixth was terrific, so... To get here is, is really wonderful. It's great for the guys, great for the guys that haven't experienced this. And, and you know, it's, it's great for the misfits to, to come back and do their thing. We just got busted by Riley. Him and William Carlson just looked up and, and pointed at us. What is he saying to William right now? Oh, look, they finally got me. They finally corralled my dad. He, he always said he wouldn't do it, but for Gary, you know, I'll do it. Uh, Riley was, you know, an original misfit. Uh, came over at the expansion draft. You know, when your son goes to an expansion team, what are your expectations? And, like, they're on the verge of getting to a second Stanley Cup, potentially, and have been this far four times. You know, it's amazing, really. When he first got here, the idea was, okay, you know, well, we'll see, you know, like, we'll see what's here, and, you know, we'll try to make the best of it. And, of course, the first year was, was fantastic. And then, you know, with their ownership and everything, they've kept the team at that high level, no matter the injuries the age they just keep rolling over with Eichel they've got you know one of the very best in the league he can match everybody he proved, he proved it last series so it's 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 great you know they are where they deserve to be right now 
It's been a pretty exciting spring for you. Your other son, Brandon, playing for the New Jersey Devils, yeah. and they have just been uh, been knocked out. But uh, uh, you still have one son going. Yeah, yeah, no, it was great. You know, so the dream of both of them playing each other in the Stanley Cup is is gone this year. Maybe next year, who knows? Uh, the Devils were a big surprise from what we thought they'd be when Brandon went there to what they ended up. Uh, you know, like uh, Carolina's a very good team. If uh, they get by Florida, they'll be a tough. They'll be a tough game for uh, the Knights. Hopefully, you say the dream. Wouldn't that be a nightmare having them both no, in the Stanley no, Cup? No, no, that's a dream. You get to watch both guys play. You hope they both do well. You hope they're both not on the ice at the same time. But you know that that's that's amazing. And then you know, in the end, no matter what, one's upset, but one's bringing home the Stanley Cup. And you know, we got a lot of places like Mimico to show it. <laughs> and down east, east yeah. coast, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. You only get one day, and we, you'd have to pick a spot. That'd be yeah. a tough decision. We'd have to grab it early so we get a double day or something <laughs> like that. I don't know if they do that, but, you know, like, we'd hope to, you know, get it to Mimico and then get it to Cape Breton. Uh, Riley going pretty good. Uh, had a big goal. What was that like for you to see, you know, hit, hit, Riley, William Carlson, and Jonathan Marshall, so even though they're not playing together, they're forever linked, and uh, to see all three of them score all the goals in Game 6, I know I was emotional about it for them. What was it like for you? Well, it was funny because, so uh, I was actually on the plane coming from Toronto, so I missed the entire game. So I was trying to get whatever updates I could, and I got, a, for whatever reason, a text came through from a buddy, great start for Riley. So I thought, wow, okay, they scored. And like I said, I wasn't that sure they would beat Edmonton in that sixth game. I thought it was a really important game for them to beat them. You never wanted to go seven. So then when I landed, you know, and then you go, okay, Marchie had a hat trick in the second, which is unbelievable, but, you know, he's, he, he's, he's like a dog in a bone. He goes and goes and goes. And, and for Carly to finish it out and just, you know, the three misfits score all the goals in the big game, fantastic. They, they have... You know, William and Riley in particular have that 200-foot game, is it? You know, like William is one of the very best centers in the NHL, and, and Riley, you know, always, you know, 20 goals plus, but also a great penalty killer. Who instilled that, you know, that desire to play just as well defensively as offensively? You know, I, it's quite interesting. You know, like, he's, he's always been, right from the beginning, he's always been very concerned. He, he realized... He, they're very competitive. They're very competitive. So in order to win the game, you, you don't just have to score. You have to stop the other team from scoring. So all the boys, when they started at a, a little league called Faustina, they played defense at the beginning. So they always realized that the defensive game was really important. Both his brothers became defensemen. But Riley is really, you know, he's a, he's a smart, he's a 200-like-the-foot player. And he's, you know what? He would have made a great defenseman. Uh, he's really smart. He really takes passion in, in doing all the little parts right. And, you know, like that's why when they're killing a penalty, you can see his, his brain working and where they should be and how they have to change in order for the to, to handle the situation. Awesome stuff, Lester. One last thing. Who wins this series? Well, of course, the Golden Knights will win. It'll be interesting. Dallas is such a tough team to play. Their attention to detail is, is almost at the top of the level of, of the NHL.
So you have to get go and their goalie's good too. So you have to get goals, but you have to keep, especially some of their young guys, away from the net. They got some really magical players, you know, rookies that can, you know, you know, that kid buried that that puck and uh, you know, actually won the game. Making it two nothing in their last game was fantastic for them. So, you know, it, it should be great. Awesome. Thanks very much, Lester. No problem, Gary. Well, Lester Smith there providing an interesting perspective, a unique perspective that we don't often get. The father of not only one player in the Stanley Cup playoffs, but two, as Riley's brother Brendan Smith, as he mentioned, was playing for the New Jersey Devils, who were eliminated in the last round by the Carolina Hurricanes. And I like the point that Gary brought up because I, we, we saw this with the Kelsey brothers at the Super Bowl this season. Jason and Travis Kelsey on the Eagles and the Chiefs playing each other. And there was a lot made of their parents and how they were handling it all. And it's interesting to see Lester say that that's the dream for him. He wants both of those guys to be in the Stanley Cup final because part of you has to agree with what Gary said where, well, wouldn't that be a nightmare, right? You don't want to have to watch one of your sons for sure lose, but it does come with one of your sons winning the Stanley Cup at the end of the day. So interesting perspective there from Lester. Of course, he wants the best for both of his kids, and I'm sure he's going to be cheering on Riley and being his number one fan here in the Western Conference Final as the Golden Knights look for their second-ever appearance in the Stanley Cup Final. But again, in their way, the Dallas Stars, a team that the Golden Knights were 0-1-2 against in this regular season. So now I want to take a moment, just like we did before the Edmonton series, and we'll take a look back at the three games that these two teams played against each other and see how those games went and what we might be able to expect from the Golden Knights and the Stars in this series. So let's take things back to January 16th, the first meeting between these two teams in the regular season. It was all Dallas and that one. It was at the Fortress, a game in which the Dallas Stars won 4 to nothing. Jamie Benn, Yoel Kiviranta, and Ryan Suter, each with goals in the first, second, and third periods, before Tyler Sagan potted an empty netter to make it a 4-0 win for Pete DeBoer in his return to the Fortress. Near the stick of Ottinger, angles it away, and that is all she wrote today at T-Mobile Arena. For the first time this season, the Golden Knights are shut out. Final score, Dallas 4, Vegas 0. A happy return to T-Mobile Arena for Pete DeBoer. A happy return indeed for Pete DeBoer, and that was one of those games that you just had to feel like the Stars really wanted to get that one for their head coach. Of course, Pete DeBoer, the coach of the Vegas Golden Knights for three seasons, let go in 2022, and for him, coming back to the Fortress, you know that team was pumped up for him wanting to get that win, and they played one heck of a hockey game. A 4-0 shutout of the Vegas Golden Knights. That was the first time that the Golden Knights had been shut out all season. So the Golden Knights, not with their best effort there. Stars taking it to them at home. But luckily, the next two games against these two teams, though the Knights would not win either of them, both of them extremely close. And I think it's more indicative of what we're going to get in this upcoming Western Conference Final. Both of them losses in the shootout by the Vegas Golden Knights. The first one coming back on February 25th. Another home game for the VGK, and one in which these two teams were really knotted together almost the entire time. It was a 0-0 game until 12 minutes into the second period when Michael Amadio scored to get the game's first goal. But just two minutes and one second later, Wyatt Johnston got on the board for the Dallas Stars to tie the game right back up. And again, those two teams were knotted up, and it took a while for the next goal to come as it was Jack Eichel at the 15-23 mark of the third period. All the way back to the D zone for the Knights. White Cloud forward to Marcheseau. Ahead, Stevenson taps it ahead. Eichel towards the goal. He scores! <laughs> Vegas takes the lead. 2-1 to one 
Golden Knights, 4.36 to go, third period. Jack Eichel, for the first time this year, goals in three straight games. This one puts Vegas in the lead. But four minutes after that, as time was winding down, Rope Hintz tied the game with 38 seconds to go to send things to overtime and eventually a shootout where Hintz himself would get the game-winning goal. Off the glass, still in play, far side. Jamie Bent swings it behind into the right corner for Dells. 40 seconds to go. Stars on the right side. Hints shoots and scores! Rope Hints ties it. 37 seconds to go. Top left corner. Rope Hints 24th of the year. And the Stars, down to their final minute, manage to keep this game alive. Rope Hints can win the game for the Dallas Stars. They've never led. Trailed 1-0 and 2-1. Tied at both times. They lead in the shootout. Hints delays. The lefty at the right side. Slowly scores! He went low with several quick low deeks. Rope Hints wins it for Dallas in the shootout. Robertson and Hints both score on Lauren Brossois. Connor and Eichel stopped by Jake Ottinger. And the Dallas Stars defeat the Golden Knights 3-2. That loss, a tough pill to swallow for the VGK, especially considering... That moments before Rope Hintz scored that goal, the Golden Knights had the puck on their stick with an opportunity to get it down to the ice and perhaps get it into the empty net, and they couldn't take advantage of the chance. And the Dallas Stars come the other way. Rope Hintz scores with 38 seconds to go, and what looked like a sure win for the VGK turned into a shootout loss as the Stars prevailed in extra time. So again, for the VGK, not what they were looking for in that one, especially at home. Lost both of the games at home to the Dallas Stars at that point. Now we fast forward to April 8th, the final opportunity for the VGK to get a win against Dallas. This one coming in Dallas, the only time those two teams played away from the Fortress this year. And the same result for the VGK, this time a 2-1 loss in the shootout. Brett Howden scored late in the first period. Yoel Kiviranta scored late in the second period. No goals in the third, no goals in overtime. And we went to the shootout once again, where the only shootout goal was scored by Rope Hintz. Hints up next. One for two this year. The one was the shootout winner against Vegas. The lefty goes right. Top of the circle. To the middle. He scores! Got quick low. And the Stars take a 1-0 lead. Halfway through the second round. It's just a great release. He waits and waits and waits. And quick gives him a little bit of space. And that release. He just whips it by the far side. Vegas needs to score here to keep the game going. It'll be Paul Cotter. One for four this year. Cotter the lefty. Down the middle. Fakes. And he has stopped. What a kick save. Ottinger got the right pad out. He was beaten, but he still got the leg where he needed to. Ottinger wins it with a save on Cotter in the shootout. Final score, Dallas 2, Vegas 1. Another tough loss for the VGK against the Dallas Stars. And again, that one coming with just a few games left in the regular season. That was game number 80 on the regular season. And the VGK were still in the thick of their fight for the Pacific Division crown. We know how that ended for Vegas. They ended up getting that crown, but Dallas not making it easy for the Golden Knights on that day. And for Vegas, that was a tough game for them. And it was one that was very physical and very intense. And that was the sentiment that Bruce Cassidy had after the game. And I think what he said is something that we can take as we move forward to the Western Conference Final against these same stars. Yeah, I think it was uh, not a lot of room out there today. You know, thinking of this game, 
a lot of big bodies. Um, kind of a man's game out there where you're going to have to win some puck battles on the walls and work really hard to get inside. And uh, that's how we scored our goal. So uh, credit to the guys. Like we started this time zone Monday. <laughs> Was it Monday, Sunday? Went home. Had a very emotional game against LA. So I lo loved our effort. Um, you know, the D really had to, to play hard against some big bodies going to the net all night. So it's a good point. You always want the other one, right? And over time, I thought, you know, we had some looks, rung one off the bar. Um, they finished one in the shootout. We didn't, so credit to them. But no, it was a good hockey game. So overall, in the three games between the Dallas Stars and the Vegas Golden Knights this season, it paints a much different picture than what we saw in the last series between the Golden Knights and the Oilers. Coming into that series and throughout the entire series, all the talk was about the Edmonton power play. How was Vegas going to, A, not take penalties, and B, shut down that power play when push came to shove? In Vegas, you saw that was the big weakness for them in that series because when Edmonton got to the power play early, they usually got to it early and often, and they usually scored early and often, and they ran away with a couple of games in that series. But to Vegas' credit... At the end of that series, they started to tighten up a bit, and I think it really changed in Game 5 when they had to kill off that major penalty to start the third period, holding on to a two-goal lead. They only gave up one goal to Connor McDavid during that time, and I think that was a huge momentum swing for the Vegas Golden Knights and, and a big confidence boost that they got moving forward, knowing that, hey, okay, that, that's about as bad as it's going to get, right? A five-minute major penalty only gave up one goal on that, and I think it gave them confidence moving forward that they can have a good penalty-killing attack against a high-skill power play like the Edmonton Oilers. So when you look at these two teams throughout the season, why I say it paints a different picture, nobody scored a power play goal in any of the three games between these two teams. You look at that first game on January 16th, both teams go 0-2 on the man advantage. And you switch to the second game on February 25th, Vegas again 0-2 on the man advantage, Dallas 0-4 on the power play. And then finally, in that last game on April 8th, again, both teams 0 for 2 on the power play. So the penalty killing was up to the task when these teams met in the regular season. And for Vegas, we'll see if that trend can continue for them as we move on into the Western Conference Final here. But as you take a look at the power play numbers and the penalty killing numbers for the Dallas Stars, you start in the regular season and you start with that power play percentage. They were the fifth best power play in the NHL, 25%. So it's not the 32.4% that the Oilers were at in the regular season, that historically good power play, but still strong for the Dallas Stars, 25% on the power play in the regular season. But you look at what they've done in the postseason, and they've been even stronger, 31.7% on the power play during the postseason. That's still fifth among the teams that were in the postseason, but that's the best of any of the four teams left between the Stars, the Golden Knights, the Panthers, and the Hurricanes. So Dallas, 31.7% on the power play. That's still an area for the Golden Knights that they have to be strong in. They can't take penalties, and they have to make sure that the penalty kill is up to the task. But what separates Dallas from a team like Edmonton is their ability to have a good penalty kill of their own. Edmonton, throughout the postseason, their penalty kill was 75.6%. For Dallas, that is 83.3% during the postseason. Third, among all teams that played in the Stanley Cup playoffs this season. And you look back at the regular season for the Dallas Stars, they were also third at 83.5% during the regular season on the penalty kill. So they've been consistent on special teams in both ends. Their power play has gotten better in the postseason, but that penalty kill has remained even at around 83% for the Dallas Stars. So for a VGK power play that so far in this postseason has struggled, clicking at just 17.5%, 
going to need those timely power play goals like we talked about in that last series versus Edmonton. You don't have to score every time on the power play. It's not likely going to be a series where you have to keep up at every opportunity with the Dallas Stars, but the VGK are certainly still going to need those timely power play goals to ensure that they don't get too far behind because the Dallas Stars, they can score goals too. We saw it in the first two series, played the Minnesota Wild in round one and the Seattle Kraken in round two. And you look at the goals for for the Dallas Stars, 47 goals for in this postseason. Rope Hintz leading the way with nine goals for the Dallas Stars in the postseason. Joe Pavelski with eight of his own. Remember, he had four in one game for Dallas, but he is second with eighth. Tyler Sagan has five, and three players are tied at four for the Dallas Stars. So they can score goals. They can have an offensive explosion as well. Maybe not to the tune of the Edmonton Oilers or as effective as the Edmonton Oilers, but don't scoff at the offense of this Dallas Stars team because they can come at you in waves. They are a deeper team than the Edmonton Oilers. You're not going to have the production of the likes of Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, but you're going to have it more evenly spread throughout the lineup. And sort of like the VGK, they can come at you in waves. They can have that depth scoring. And the Dallas Stars are a team to watch out for with all four lines because anyone on this team can score. And the only problem for Dallas that they've run into just a bit in this postseason has been their defense and goaltending. That was something that was a strength for them in the regular season, but we've seen in this postseason some vulnerabilities to especially Jake Ottinger, a guy that was otherworldly in the regular season. You look at his regular season numbers, 61 starts, 37, 11, and 11 for Jake Ottinger in the regular season, a 2.37 goals against and a 919 save percentage. You look at him so far in the postseason, 13 games started, 8 and 5, a 2.75 goals against, and just a 903 save percentage. So the number's dipping a bit for Jake Ottinger in this postseason, but he has had those spurts of greatness where he straight up steals games, he steals series nearly, and you have to watch out for him to turn it on at any moment, which is why it's critical for the Golden Knights to perhaps maybe get into his head a little bit, get to him early and often in this series, throw him off his game as much as he can, and see if you can not let him build that confidence that a guy like him can and carry this Dallas Stars team even further in the postseason. So for the Golden Knights, it's a different challenge in the Western Conference Final. It's a team that can defend. They have great special teams on both ends. They have a capable goaltender. Stuart Skinner, of course, pulled three times for the Edmonton Oilers against the Vegas Golden Knights in the last series. I don't expect that to happen to Jake Ottinger, though he was pulled in the previous series in Game 6 after allowing four goals. But again, as I mentioned with Ottinger, came back allowing just one goal in Game 7 to help Dallas into the Western Conference Final. So he has those spurts, as I mentioned. He has that ability to turn it on for any one game. And he's a guy that if it does get down to those late series games for the VGK, it's going to be tough to go against the guy like Jake Ottinger. So can't wait for the Western Conference Final. It should be a ton of fun. The Vegas Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars. Stars looking for their first Stanley Cup Final appearance since 2020 when they made it in the bubble. Ended up losing to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Golden Knights, of course, looking for that second Stanley Cup appearance of all time. First since the inaugural season of the VGK, the 2017-18 season. And we're hoping the VGK can make it in their sixth season here back to the Stanley Cup Final with a victory in the Western Conference Final over the Dallas Stars. And if you want to come to any games this series, remember to go to VegasGoldenKnights.com for tickets to the Western Conference Final. Of course, Game 1 tomorrow at 5.30 Pacific Time at the Fortress. Game 2 on Sunday at noon only two games we can for sure confirm at this moment that will be held at the Fortress for the Western Conference Final. So again, Game 1 
5.30 tomorrow, game two at noon on Sunday. Go to VegasGoldenKnights.com for tickets to the Western Conference Final. And if you can't make it down to the games, no worry. There are other ways you can support the team. Saturday, there's going to be an open practice at City National Arena at 11.30 a.m. So come down to CNA to see the team in action at practice as they prepare for Game 2 against the Dallas Stars. And remember that when the team goes on the road, you can come to the official watch parties. Don't have the details just yet for this round's watch parties, but we've had a lot of fun ones so far. We had the Sandbar at Red Rock Resort and Casino, a couple at the Dollar Loan Center, Stadium Swim at Circa. Tons of fun for these watch parties as the Golden Knights move throughout the playoffs. So when the team's on the road, still get in on the fun and come down to one as the details are announced for the Western Conference Final. Also remind you to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a moment of the team's quest for the Stanley Cup right here on VGK Today. And tomorrow we have Dave Gosher joining the show to preview Game 1 between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars in the 2023 Western Conference Final. Justin Russo signing off for Episode 32 of VGK Today, presented by MGM Rewards.